Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Hemke. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, we got a really great episode put together today. We actually stole some audio from another project going on over here at Duramax Tuner. I would say that uh, doing so, it made our jobs easier. But, I mean, Justin and you had a lot of energy into the project, so... Thank you for making my day easier. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take all the credit for this one. Uh, <laughs> so what we're talking about is DIY till I die. What is uh, that, Paul? It's an LB7 build that's been going on here with one of our coworkers, Tim Mahoney. He's been on the show a handful of times. Yep. He's actually been on to talk about the DIY till I die project. Yep. Uh, what's cool is Tim went out. He bought a $3,500 rusted out, rotted out LB7, uh, and he's been working on kind of. I don't. I don't know if restoring is the right word. Yeah, I don't know if I would say that, but it was originally a truck that you know we were like, oh, we could probably sell and make a couple bucks on. Originally, you know, we went halves on it, bought it, got it here or whatever. And Tim has a knack for like not getting rid of shit. Yeah, especially like useless shit that like I just I don't see the vision. So ended up, you know, he ended up keeping it. Right, we made good on what was uh, going on on our end and. Next thing I know, the truck's in the shop. It's getting all new brakes, all new brake lines, like, you know, putting some some money into this thing. Yeah. And um, a couple conversations were had, and, you know, you and I talked about, you know, what it would be like to kind of resonate with a lot of our, our customers. You know, I would say more so since COVID, you get a lot of guys that are kind of repurposing their older trucks or, you know, there's no secret. These trucks are expensive, the new stuff. So, yeah. Guys are buying used older trucks and revamping them into a unique one-off, you know, representation of who they are or how they use their truck. So why not do exactly that? Like if, if we had a blank slate, you know, what would we do? And uh, Blank slate with a lot of holes in it. You know, I mean, it, well, like yeah, a really figuratively it has a lot of holes worked over old out of the yeah. garbage dumpster slate okay well, and then what if, would you do if you want to do that if you want to go to that extent <laughs> we live in the in the central midwest right yep. northern illinois for a for a 22 year old you know northern you know midwest truck like it's not bad it still runs Oh, fair right. enough. Fair enough. Listen, listen. I give so, it a hard time because I like where it's gotten. Yeah. It. And here's the cool thing is this project has actually been going on for about a year. Yeah. Uh, they've been working on this truck. He bought it over a year ago. Yeah. Or you guys bought it over a year about ago. About a year ago, right around this, I mean, around Christmas time last year. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's a really cool project. I thought it was so cool that I actually said, like, hey, the podcast would love to get behind this. Yeah. Our sponsors who are involved with the podcast would love to get behind of this. Course. So we reached out to our sponsors. Well, it's, in, it's in everybody's wheelhouse. We we started the idea for for this project, for the video series, to be a, a budget build. Yeah. We're like, hey, listen, I think I could scrape up fifteen grand in sponsorship dollars. Yeah. What could you do with a truck with fifteen grand? Yeah. And that that's that's kind of what the jumping off point was. Of course. Um now that the project is finished, uh, so so we took we took this whatever eight ten ten or eight or ten months uh, working on this, we videotaped ourselves throughout the project. So yep. Tim and uh, our other coworker Anthony, he's mm-hmm. been involved helping Tim out with everything. Um, they were planning a trip to Colorado and they wanted to be able to take this truck to Colorado yep. with the family. Uh, which now that Tim has 12 kids, I don't know if he'll be able to do that. <laughs> I think they're still talking about making that trek. I mean, the, the kids and the family are probably going to fly, but Anthony and Tim are still planning on taking this this drive. Now, I, I will tell you, not to do any spoiler alert, um, I needed a vehicle last week, so for four days I was driving that truck. You did not. I did. There's I did. a lot of trucks here, Chris. I know. 
You have access to all of them. I do, but I don't have to ask or give a favor back to Nick by borrowing something if it's Tim's. Okay, fair. The truck drove nice. Like I haven't drove it. I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment because we're gonna judgment. do a ride along. We're gonna we're do gonna a ride along. But I'll tell you what, man. For the three or four days being in it, like the thing is rough around the edges. Don't get me wrong, but like the truck drives really, really well. Yeah, it would not bother me driving from here to. To, to Milwaukee or Chicago and back for sure. That's a real, <laughs> like two no, to three all, hours. All joking, yeah. all joking aside, like you know, we're we're gonna get into some of the audio here, right? Of of the first few stages of the build, but there's a lot of modernized parts that are in this truck. You know, a, a six speed conversion kit. Um, you know, injectors and pump and turbo. All the great things you know that we talk about in Exergy and Worley Custom Fab talk about are are in this thing. Um, but I mean, you know, the, the the truck, like I said, the truck just drives nice. It drives like a newer style truck, you know, with the sixth gear being added. It's not super loud in the cabin. Like I said, I just not enough good things to say. I mean, the the truck's rough around the edges, but you know, drive line wise, the thing uh, was pretty stout. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to kick it off here. You guys are going to be listening to episode one. All of these episodes are going to be available on uh, the Duramax Tuner YouTube channel. On the YouTube? You were on the say? YouTube. Yeah. Yep. It's on the YouTubes. Uh, so check it out on the YouTubers. Um, I did want to give a special shout out to Exergy Performance and WC Fab. They both got involved in this project and literally yeah, feet, made it happen. Feet first. Like, yeah. There was no, I think there was one part, and you know, shout out to you know Worley and Jason specifically. Um, when we told him what the project was and, and we kind of mentioned a couple things that we wanted, he's like, well, what about this? And what about this? And it's like, this isn't a show truck, Jason. You need, you need to chill the fuck out. Yeah. Right? We don't need the powder-coated bling. We don't need this and that. It's got powder-coated. Uh, they, I mean, the engine bay looks awesome. You know, all the parts fix, uh, fit and finish were really nice. So, you know, we we, we did a recording recently with Jason that will be in a, a future episode here. And, you know, I think it just, it does such a nice job. It just complements everything. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Let's kick it off. Here is episode one of DIY Till I Die. What's up, guys? I'm Anthony from Duramax Tuner. And I'm Tim Mahoney. And behind us, we have our 01 LB7. This is our newest budget build project truck we've deemed DIY till I die. All right, so Anthony, we talk about doing a budget build. Obviously, we want to have some fun with a truck. New truck's really expensive, anywhere from $60,000, $70,000 for a base model, upwards of hundred grand now. For a truck that we're looking to dirt drag, sled pull, pretty much do anything with, throw the kids in the back, four-wheelers, dirt bikes, get dirty, not care about, that's a lot of money to spend on a truck. So talk about looking in the used market, 20, 30 grand, really doesn't get you much these days. So what we found is a $3,500 truck, we're willing to put 12 to $15,000 in it, try and make 600 horsepower. Just to build off what you're saying, new trucks are expensive. You can buy a newer used one for 20, 30, $40,000, but I mean, those already have 100, 200,000 miles on there. Gonna need all the work anyways. Exactly, if we're gonna get a truck with that mileage, why not get something a little bit older, something where I feel like there's a lot more parts readily available considering a one's been out forever. Luckily, a buddy of ours was like, hey, I know a guy who's selling this truck. It, it doesn't have brakes. It's gonna be a pain in the ass to load and it's a rotted out LV7. Like Smokes white, you yeah. know, like, might have smoked. Injectors have probably been in there for 800,000 years and there's probably three gallons of water in the tank. but. This was something where we knew, hey, here's all the work that's gonna have to go into it, regardless of what truck you get. Might as well get one that's gonna be well below our budget and be able to put an excess of parts into it. There's gonna be some few, a few things you need, right? We're gonna need a transmission. You can make all the power in the world, you can put the turbo injectors, you can tune it up, but if you don't have a trans that can support it, 
you're just going to be slipping. You're not 200,000 miles on this one. Yeah. Again, who knows the maintenance? Who knows if this is a stock trans or not? There's a whole lot of unknowns with this one. So we're going to be doing a trans. We've worked with the guys at Extra Jeep Performance. They've been lucky enough to get us set up with a set of injectors and a CP3. What size did we end up going? We're going to do 45s. Uh, I think we landed on 60s and a 10 mil. Um, we're going to try uh, an LV7 regulator. If that doesn't get us where we need to be, we'll do the LBZ regulator, which is most commonly what comes comes on a 10 mil. Injectors have to be done, right? Yeah. Like you'll see the videos, truck smokes pretty good, uh, could clear out an intersection uh, any any time really. So we tried the old ATF treatment, didn't really get us uh, where we wanted to be. So back to the drawing board on that. Yeah, so we got the fuel system, we're gonna be doing the transmission. Uh, we're gonna be doing the turbocharger as well. We got one of our Stealth Series. We kind of modified it a little bit just to get the most, kind of a hybrid, if you will. Yep. Um, and then also the guys down at WC Fab hooked us up with a piping kit. Essentially, I believe it's like their highest stage, the stage three bundle kit. Yeah, it's a high flow bundle kit. Yep. All the goodies, downpipe. Um, you know, we gotta decide if we're gonna take the motor out of the truck or keep it in. It's old, it's rusty. I wouldn't want to get in a situation where it's stuck in the truck, but we'll leave that for, for when we get to it. And we're talking about putting some miles on this truck. One of the things I haven't done um, myself is uh, do some of these installs, right? So um, we want to not only be able to take it out there, race it, but we want to be able to take it on drives. For me, it's I go out and visit my family out west. I want to be able to take this truck out there, put 500,000 miles on it without any issues. We're gonna get this thing on the dyno. We're gonna see where it baselines. We're gonna try and give you as much horsepower increments as we go. We're gonna get out there at the track, um, try and get a 12 second quarter mile out of this thing. I think we should be able to easy. It's a little bit rusty, a little bit lighter. <laughs> um, some sled poles, obviously you're talking about that hybrid with the 64 versus 67. The work stock class is technically supposed to be a 64 mil limit charger. That's where we landed on that 64 plus stock motor. We're not trying to blow this thing up yet, yeah. um, but we are going to have some fun. Uh, you know, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a fun project. It'll be a long road. Um, again, we've got a few guys who are going to be helping us out. A lot of great brands and companies we're working with. So super excited to get the ball rolling. All right, guys, we hope you're looking forward to this one as much as we are. Follow us, our highs and lows, troubles we run into. Otherwise, I'm Tim with Duramax Center. And I'm Anthony. All right, guys, that was episode one. Uh, it's a good introduction. I thought they did a it good is. job setting the baseline so you kind of know where they're at and what, what to expect. Yeah. You got to remember, this was shot. It was still cold outside. So, yeah. like, they had just got the truck to the shop. I think they had just put brakes on it. Yep. Um, the next episode we're going to hear from them is talking about tuning this thing. Yeah. And if you could think, God, when I started, we were, we were considering LB7s that were going to sunset at some point. And, like, we yeah. wouldn't have to tune LB7 ECMs anymore. They had to go in and tune this LB7 ECM. Let's give it a listen. Hi guys, I'm Tim Mahoney with Duramax Center. And I'm Anthony. Behind me, I have our LB7 budget build. And today we're gonna to be talking about putting some custom tuning on this bad boy. As a custom tuner here at Duramax Center, I know a lot about tuning these trucks. Now it's been a little bit since I played with an LB7. Most of my time now is spent on new product development, L5P, 22 Cummins, stuff like that. But we're really looking forward to diving back in with this one. Now I'm pretty excited too. We're getting into the LB7 side of things. I had an O3 myself with quite a few modifications. These trucks make great power. They're fun, they're reliable. The goal with this truck is gonna be making a 2,000 mile round trip. We're gonna be loaded down with a trailer out to Colorado and back. We wanna get there, make it back, no problems, no issues, get as reliable as we can be. We also wanna make some power, right? We don't wanna do it at the 225 lane horsepower that this thing kicked out. So 
The reason we're tuning this truck is to add some power, right? Uh, originally we talked about somewhere 600, 650 horsepower. Now we do need some modifications to that. Let's take a step back, right? Let's try and add 100, 125 rear, rear wheel horsepower to this truck and see where that gets us. Now we're not just after power with this truck, Tim. I mean, when we're talking about tuning, tuning a lot of guys just see tuning and power kind of they go hand in hand, but you get a lot more out of tuning. We're talking a better responding throttle, a wider torque curve, and that's gonna make a massive difference when you're towing, merging on the highway, passing people, things like that. Um, and then mileage. Not every truck sees some mileage gains, but if you drive it in the right tune and you're unloaded, usually you kind of get some mileage gains out of the truck also. Yeah, anytime you can broaden that torque band, right? We talk about that a lot, especially tractor tuning, stuff like that. That's where efficiency comes up. A lot on the newer trucks is, hey, I gotta delete my truck to get the efficiency out of it. No, that's what tuning does. That's what adding power is. You know, anytime we can bump that, that peak torque number up or out further, um, that's where the efficiency really comes in. Now you've had a couple of these trucks, right, Anthony? You had an LB7, you got an LLY now. Talk to me about some of the potential issues we will see when trying to flash this truck. Now these trucks are known for being pretty picky, I would say, when you're tuning and you've rented your fair share of tuning as well. So with my own personal truck and the few years I've had in support, these trucks are known for not liking to take a tune. And I think a lot of that translates to, I mean, these trucks are over 20 years old at this point, especially this one. So it's got aftermarket lights, a lift pump. I mean, there's a lot of modifications guys are gonna add out of these sweet trucks. Sweet light bar, stuff like that. Absolutely freaking sweet light bars, dude. That's what every one of these trucks has. Um, but when you're talking about those modifications, that's also a lot of things that are commanding power when the ignition's on, which is when we're flashing. So. We always encourage guys to pull a handful of fuses. We have a whole list. Um, so if you are gonna be tuning your truck, we can always supply you with that info. But when you have a light bar, a lift pump, subs, an amp, all talking to the ECM at the same time, same time we're trying to clear that and put our new tune file on there, you have the potential of going through an ECM or not being happy. I know I went through three ECMs on my 03 truck years ago because all you know, I had, I didn't know those things. I had a lift pump, I had a light bar, I had a sound system. So being able to prepare ourselves and using the knowledge we know to supply guys with, hey, these trucks are known for this. Let's take preventative measures so we can plug in, flash, and be set. So those are all potential issues that come with flashing, right? The other side of this is what about adding power? What's too much? We already talked this truck was a very low baseline, 225 horsepower, 300-ish rated out of the factory. Um, things I'm concerned about, right? Uh, truck's got 220,000 miles on it, stock trans, stock pump, stock injectors, all things we need to get to, right? But let's start with the first modification. Let's try and add 100 horsepower to this truck. What does it look like when we push the truck to that ceiling, right? That what we call jack tune ceiling, uh, stock transmission. Then we have our king level tuning, which would be build transmission. As we get into that, we start adding fuel, uh, it might not clean up out of the tailpipe, right? So we could have dirty air filter, we could have boost leaks, we could have all sorts of things going on there. And I think if you take a look under the hood, you know, some of the concerns you're having with the mileage alone, right? Have the injectors ever been done? When was the last time the trans was serviced? I'm pretty sure it's a PVC pipe or a metal pipe and some in uh, some duct tape holding the intake yeah. on in this truck. It's, so a, there, there's it's a, a four inch though. Exactly. So the thing freaking rips, dude. Basically, any of those potential issues you just talked about are going to be magnified when we add tuning, correct? Absolutely. We see that a lot with customers' trucks. And I think with us having the spade tool, so the EFI Live spade device that we're going to be using with our Duramax Tuner Tunes, it's not just 
a flashing device. I think that's a very common misconception. It's like, oh, this is all I can use to flash, and I hook it up and I flash it. I mean, we can use it to read your files, flash the files, of course. We can read and clear trouble codes, and especially on a project like this with so many unknowns, potentially mechanical uh, shortcomings, we're going to be able to plug in and do our data logging. So, like, for example, anything you'd see on a scan tool or on an edge monitor, it's going to be able to record that, and then I can send it to someone like you who has the background in custom tuning to look at, say, hey, after we add this 100 horsepower, maybe the truck's a little bit smoky. Okay, I can see there may be a potential boost, like the mass airflow is rating extremely low or something like that. So we have the technology and the ability to plug in, read a thousand different parameters almost, and take a look at see what might be going on with the truck. Yeah, so part of the custom tuning you're getting or the custom tuning we're going to be doing to this truck isn't just what I would call a box programmer or box tune, right? It's not just one file. So you take the truck out west, you're in different elevations, you're uh, you know, in different humidities, all sorts of stuff like that. Truck may act different. What we can do is we can go in and adjust those things. We can adjust for that intake. We could adjust for that exhaust. So the steps to kind of get the whole tuning package on there. Being this is truck is an early one. It's a bubble nose. It's an 0102. On those specifically, we're going to request that guys read off their factory engine and trans files. There's a whole lot of different base files to run off of. We don't just want to put a random file in there. So we're going to go through and take the spade device, plug it into the OBD2 port, read off the engine and trans files. I'm going to send that over to you. Yep. You're going to build the calibrations. We'll load them on the device, go to the truck and flash it and kind of go from there. Uh, reading this truck will also give us kind of a good idea of, of any communication issues, stuff like that we're going to run into. Uh, Stock Reads a great place to start on even any of the newer trucks as well. Gives you an idea, idea if the truck's ever been tuned before. Um, sometimes if it had a box programmer, it might not read, it might not give you the correct OS. So that's where we can go upstairs and get the correct segments, stuff like that. Absolutely. So Tim, we covered quite a bit on this truck. Yeah. Everything from an intro, we're talking about different modifications, doing tuning, diagnosing potential issues, things like that. So I'd say, guys, keep an eye out for our next video. We're actually getting the truck tuned on the dyno and doing some street miles to really show you what uh, adding 100 horsepower will do on this one. Guys, I'm really excited to get back behind the wheel with this thing, get going on the keyboard. We're going to have some fun. So successfully, they were able to get the truck tuned. It right? flashed. We got it flashed, LB7. That is a that is a, a 40-60 shot that it's, it's not going to work <laughs> on a good day. Um, but, you know, a 200-some-odd-thousand-mile truck, 22 years old, how did it shape up on the dyno? You know, the episode three, let's take a listen. Today, we've got our budget bill behind us. We're now calling this truck DIY till I die. And last year, we picked this truck up for about 3,500 bucks with the main goal being able to make it reliable to take on a big trip. And have some fun with it, right? Absolutely. In our last episode, we talked about custom tuning. Uh, we've done a little bit, bit of that now, right? We had our, our guy, Sean Lane, come down and install some parts. Today, we're gonna run it on the dyno. So on this LB7, we have our Spade Custom EFI Live tuning program. Now, this is something that is gonna be a handheld device that simply plugs into the OBD2 port and is gonna put those custom files onto both the engine and the transmission. Pretty easy to install. We talked about it in our last episode. Sometimes you gotta unplug some fuses with these older trucks. Usually takes around 15, 20 minutes when you have the files. Very, very easy. We try to get everything preloaded, prepped, ready for you to flash. So literally, all you have to do is turn the ignition on, plug the device in, and let it program. As we talked about prior, we also installed our 6B conversion kit. Last couple of weeks, we've been driving this truck around, putting it through our paces, had a new file I wanted to try. I know you've driven in a 6B truck for a while. It was kind of new to me. I wanted to try some new things. We were out doing that, putting some miles on the truck. Unfortunately, we had some trouble. We had a little bit of an issue. Uh, after some test driving on the six speed, it looked like a massive lake had formed under the truck. And unfortunately we had a lot of coolant under there. Probably didn't help that the coolant light was on for a couple days and I didn't care to look, but here we are. Um, 
Dude, typical LV7 owner's fashion, you just drove it until the wheels fall off. But. Yeah, the wheels didn't fall off. But nonetheless, we got it fixed up. We're running a couple hundred bucks for a water pump, a couple hours of labor, and we're good to go. When it comes to the dyno, Tim, you're kind of the resident expert here. You do majority of all the dyno runs, the testing, things like that. I have a decent perception or understanding on how it works. Yeah. All I know is that this pig behind us made next to no horsepower, probably lower than factory, I believe. So kind of walk me through. We're going to get the truck on the dyno. We're getting the baseline. What are some of the things we're walking through, we're looking for when we're looking for, we're getting a power number for this truck? Yeah, let's get in, I'll show you. All right, Anthony, we're in the truck now, talking about our Mustang Dyno. Yes, sir, ready to see this thing rip. Mustang Dyno has been in the company about 12 years. It was actually one of the first things I ever got to use before I worked with Nick. I had a Jeep SRT8 we brought over and ran it. Uh, all wheel drive or four wheel drive Mustang Dyno at that time was very rare. Mm -hmm. This one's even more unique because it was designed for sled pull trucks. So uh, there's actually no belt or shaft that uh, attaches the front and rear. So you could run a different gear ratio in the front than the rear. It's all separate. It's all separate. Okay. It's all separate. That could be good and bad. You have an all wheel drive car, something like that, that won't lock if it doesn't have an LSD, uh, you're gonna burn up the transfer case pretty yeah. quick. But something that's true four wheel drive like this gives us the ability to run the high horsepower sled pull trucks. Um, highest horsepower thing I've seen on this dyno, probably close to that 1900, 2000 horsepower. It is a heartbreaker dyno. Yeah. You know, they, they comes in a little low on occasion. It I've does. Had, we've had a couple people over the years leave a little saddened because they thought their truck was gonna make a certain amount, but we've come in uh, a little bit under. So you're, you're definitely right on the heartbreaker side. Exactly, so it's breaking my heart too. Uh, 225 horsepower, but uh, we did some tuning. So let's see what this thing's got. Let's do it. All right, so you were in the truck. We flashed a fifth gear lock file in here, right? That way we can lean on the truck hard um, in the RPM window that I wanted to run. So yes. truck like this, I only ran the stock horsepower or stock horsepower tuned to about 3000 RPM. We're gonna try and keep that same window. Okay. So I'm gonna do 1800 to 3000 RPM, um, stock turbo, stuff like that. After we add the turbo, do some other things, we might wind it out more towards 3500. Okay. So but for a stock turbo, this isn't the ideal window. Yeah, be in. Okay. yep. Uh, it's also a good Cummins window. Cummins make a lot of torque down low, yeah. right? So um, fifth gear is probably a little bit much for this truck, but I want to keep it consistent now through when we're making five, six, seven hundred horsepower. Throughout the test so, range, yep. Um, we'll go ahead, get it up to speed. Dyno's already set up. As I approach that 1800 RPM, the truck will stop there. Okay. And what's nice about that, with trucks with bigger turbos, um, I can actually leave on power. So okay. right now the truck isn't gaining RPM, but you're gonna hear that turbocharger come up and boost. Right? Yeah. So right now I got the truck against the brake, uh, not all the way against it, but the truck's making 200 horsepower right now at 1800 RPM. So okay. I'm gonna try and leave at about that 200 this, this is the power the truck made last test, 225 horsepower. We're gonna leave right there. Oh, wow, okay. So, you ready? Yep.
looks like we made 329 horsepower and 735 foot-pounds of torque. So oh, hell yeah. right at 105 <laughs> rear wheel horsepower over with our 100 horsepower tune. That's the goal. And what, I don't know, 250 foot-pounds of torque, something like that. That's quite a jump compared to what it used to be, that's for sure. Keep watching with our DIY Till I Die project. We got more things coming, turbos, injectors, built trans. We're hoping to get out on the sled pull track soon. We're going to have some fun. All right. Well, it made it through the dyno, guys, if you could believe it. Uh, so now we've modernized the horsepower output. Right? Yeah. We got a little bit of kick Well, we it got it back up to baseline. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> You're so optimistic about this. Oh, You're so optimistic about An this LB7 truck. at 400 horsepower is, is like... A lot. I've never heard of the you of the say truck. a nice word about an LML, but you have this soft spot for LB7s, I've noticed. It's First this Duramax true come dog Chris you know, kind of come crack Chris. in the veneer. You know, something like that. Any, you know, it's, <laughs> I'm going to keep it PG because we're a, we're a family show. The fuck we are. <laughs> um, anyways, all right, let's get over to episode four. This is where, where they finally got in to start doing the six-speed conversion right. kit. And I will tell you, they actually they worked on this when there's like three of them. One of the yeah. Sean Lynn, who used to be on the show, yeah. our, our favorite customer service rep. Uh, I think he did. I think it's fair to say he did the six speed conversion. Yeah, I was gonna say, I know, I know we're not gonna give doesn't Anthony know how to use a three eighths ratchet. Like Anthony is very naive to tools. Certified technician. Yeah. yeah yes. By um, but but yeah. So let, let's give it a listen. Uh, I don't know that Lynn is in this episode, but I know that they're going to talk a lot about that six-speed conversion kit, and and it's a crucial part of this build considering what their goals are with it. We're back with another episode of our DIY till I die budget build truck. What are we going to talk about today, Anthony? Dude, one of my favorite subjects. We just installed a six-speed conversion kit in the LB7. Now I know you guys have seen that product for quite a while. We've been out since I started here about five years. Yeah, we've five, been having that five product. Years. Uh, have made some adjustments, some upgrades along the way, like anything, but it's been a pretty stellar product for us, I'd say. Yeah, and I know that uh, when we first came out with the product, my personal truck, I had a green LB7 years ago. That was kind of the test mule, if you will. I know we mm -hmm. test all the TCMs before we ship them out. So that truck had- QC rig, man. Yeah, it was 200, 250 plus TCMs ran through that thing before, we, uh, before I got rid of it. Um, I have one in my 05 LOI now. So the six speed kit is something that I kind of hold near and dear to my heart put a lot of miles on it. I'm very familiar with how it runs, drives, and it was very exciting. We were actually put one in this truck as well. One of the best bang for your buck uh, feeling things you can do for your yeah. vehicle, right? Like you get in a new truck, um, my new truck's got uh, 10 gears in it, right? So going down the highway, going to lunch, even even out here, get up 60, 65 mile an hour. I'm in 10th gear, you know, 1600 yeah. RPMs just cruising. You take one of these trucks out after you've been in a six-speed truck, and that thing's humming along. You feel like you're spoiled. Yep. Even going to an 06, you get into anything 01 to 05, and you're like, holy shit, this thing is just singing on the highway. So um, that's something where you see a pretty significant drop, roughly about 14%, depending on you know gear ratios, tire size, things like that. Um, but something you put in there, your road noise is down, your drivability's up, RPMs are down and mile per gallon's up. Exactly. Depending up. on how you drive it, you save some mileage as about well. About 200 RPM, I think, is what it comes out to, right? It changes. We actually have a calculator on our, I believe, on our blog for, it might be on the link to the product page as well, where you type in your gear ratio, type in your tire size, and it lays out what RPM you would expect um, when you're in that six gear. Perfect. So this is going to be great, not only for the performance stuff we're going to do for the truck, but also our trips we're talking about yeah. doing, pulling the trailer being able to get into that sixth gear when you're pulling the trailer and you want to be at that RPM, mm -hmm. but also have the ability of like, hey, you know, the truck does pull pretty strong in fifth stock 
And if we can find that right mile an hour, which with the six speed conversion, we got it pretty dialed in, you know, you get up that 70, 75 with a trailer, like I wanna be in that six gear, right? Yeah. yeah. And I know we've all been in a scenario where you merge on the highway in 70, 75 miles an hour. I mean, it's over 2000 RPMs and it's singing. That's just miserable. You don't wanna be stuck in the right lane the whole time when you got a trailer, especially since we're gonna be going through Nebraska, which is just flat as could be a straight line, I feel like for the big trip. That's gonna be nice where we can go down a gear, bring that mile an hour up and you know, save some time, save some mileage in the process. Install, what did that look like, Anthony? We got this thing, Roughly, just, a, just a couple of us guys hanging out, right? I mean, it took probably, what, 12 Diet Cokes and about three hours for us to knock this thing out. Yep. Um, pretty straightforward install. We've got instructions. We've got a couple of videos in the past that kind of give a brief overview, but none of us are text by any means. I'm pretty sure we just raided the guy's toolbox after hours and knocked this thing out in a few hours. So pretty straightforward for us. The three people installed it had never installed one before and it ran and shifted uh, completely fine after. Um, definitely doable in your garage. You can do it on your back. Uh, we chose to use the drive-on because why not? Um, good. Also good time to uh, check the health of the trans, check the filters, put some new fluid in there, stuff like that. Good time for a service interval. I mean, you're pulling the valve body out. You got to pull the um, internal filter to get that out anyway. So you might as well check your filters. The spin-on's right there. It's an extra two minutes to get that you know, uh, filter taken care of. So good opportunity to see your trans, understand maybe a couple things you might not have seen internally before. And like we were saying, good chance for a little bit of uh, service to take place. All right, guys, we look forward to putting some miles on this truck, getting down our, our list of things to change, start adding some power. Uh, that's about it for this one. All right, we'll see you. So I'm excited, right? What we have coming in now is the transmission, uh, we're gonna have to yank it, right? They're gonna have to pull the trans out of the truck. We're gonna have to build it. I'm always curious as to the guys in the shop when we get these like older cores. This truck, we assume, has had the same transmission in it for 22 years. Yeah. And the failures that we saw 10 years ago were different than 15 versus now. So, uh, you know, now we can actually efficiently and, and comfortably throw some power to the ground by getting the transmission built. And they kind of show us some of the back and forth of what they had to do to get there. I think this episode also shows how genuine this process has been. Oh, yeah. You would never put a six-speed conversion kit in and then the next week rip the trans out of the truck. No. That, that's You don't do that on purpose. No. Um, let's give it a no, listen. Let's find, out, let's find out. <laughs> let's find out what happened and, and how they handled it. What's up, guys? It's Anthony from Calibrated Power, and we are standing underneath the LB7 project deemed DIY till I die. I got my lead tech here, Jake. Jake is going to be my expert on this one. I am not a tech by any stretch of the imagination, and one of the first things on our list for this budget build is going to be pulling the transmission. Now, Jake, you've done more of these in the past six months than I think I've ever attempted to in my entire life. So I'm going to be leaning on you with this project, considering that this is kind of be one of the bigger steps where we've got to pull the trans. There's potential talks on pulling the motor, pulling the cab for the other parts of the project we're going to be needing help with. So I want to bring you in, kind of walk me through, guide me on pulling the transmission and kind of some uh, pain points, I should say, to look at on this truck. All right. With us being under here and taking a look at things, this looks like a pretty daunting task for a beginner. Um, what are a couple things to look out for for guys who might be doing this for the first time? Well, for the most part, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, this truck is very rusty, but a couple things we should look out for is the trans mount. Um, they tend to fall apart when you remove them. Uh, trans lines, they can be rusty and not want to come out. You got to work them back and forth. Um, I noticed the output shaft seal is leaking here. Yeah. Um, so might want to look into replacing that while we have the transfer case out. But other than that, 
Yeah, I mean, those are a few things. I mean, I think we both noticed right away. I'm surprised the trans lines aren't linking. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the transfer case looks like it's got a story of its own going on. So those are a couple key points to look at. And I think once we get into this a little bit more, we'll see if any other hiccups come up. Yep. I know when I book these transmission R&Rs through the shop, it's roughly about an eight hour time frame that we're able to knock them out in. So for a guy who's doing this in his garage or on the shop floor, doesn't have access to a two post or four post lift, what would you say the time frame is for an R&R for his truck? Uh, typically a weekend. Okay, yeah, you'd say maybe a day to pull the trans, a day to put it in, kind of something like yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. Clearly, Jake, this transmission is old, tired, worn down. I don't even know how many miles are on this thing. I feel like there's quite a few. So we're gonna pull the stock transmission out and we're gonna get our DT550 in here. Now that's gonna come with a brand new triple disc converter, all new clutches, steels, electronics, gaskets, almost everything in this transmission is gonna be brand new. And now the reason we went with the DT550 is, well, first of all, it's gonna be our most budget-friendly transmission. I feel like you get most of your bang for your buck on something like this. Yes, this is a truck we're gonna be sled pulling and having fun with, but we don't need billet internals. We don't need a high stall converter for the turbocharger. We're looking for a transmission that we can drop in here that's gonna be stout, sturdy, that can tow. You can take it to the track and sled pull, but most of all, it's gonna be a very reliable day-to-day -day oriented transmission. A couple things that I'm worried about, I mean, honestly, one thing is the core transmission. It's high mileage, the previous ownership, two, three owners is pretty unknown. I mean, like I said, this thing's leaking, it's rusty, it's crusty, it's gross. We're really banking on hopefully the core is good, considering we're gonna be rebuilding this into a DT550. I know over my years of working with the company and you know, a lot of transmissions we've had in-house, I've seen converters have issues, I've seen bearings fail and send debris downstream, get shit all in the pan. Mm -hmm. We can pretty much bank on the clutches are gonna be smoked, hopefully no hot spots on the steels or anything like that. So, I mean, fingers crossed, we're banking on the core. It's a $1,500 dent in the budget we really don't wanna hit. So hopefully when we pull this core out and get it disassembled, everything checks out. All right, guys, we're gonna get started on pulling the transmission out of this truck. Keep an eye out on the next video when we tackle what the LB7s are known for, injectors. Well, Chris, that was DIY Till I Die, episodes one through five. Now, we do have six through 10 that are still gonna be published in the future. So once all 10 are up on YouTube, yep. we'll, we'll come have out, a reconvene. We'll, and, we'll do another yep. episode like this, and then at some point in the future, they're gonna have to give us the keys, and we'll, we're gonna yeah. have to go out and beat on this thing and see if we could break it. Oh, I'm totally okay with breaking it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Guys, for today, this has been Paul Wilson. Chris Emke. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. Channel. On the YouTube? You were on the say? YouTube. Yeah. Yep. It's on the YouTubes. <laughs>